Welcome to Tech Breakfast, today's top headlines served hot by your host Aaron Bewley and Tyler Gates. So grab your coffee and let's get into it. It's Friday, August 14th. You already know what it is. Let's get Tech to it. News. Friday, Friday, Friday. That's a thing, right? All right. It is what are y'all looking at? What do you want to start with? Uh, I think this could take the entire conversation, and Tyler and I already uh, sort of practiced this conversation <laughs> while, while you were like gone. 40 minutes. So, uh, Fortnite, we have to talk about it. Oof. Okay. We right. have to. Um, where, so, where do you want to start on that? Uh, well, I think I think we should start where it sort of all started, right, with with uh, Fortnite and Apple and, and what really is, is happening here. So, yeah. if people don't know... Uh, Fortnite was dropped from the Apple store, uh, and, uh, also the Google play store, but we'll get into that in a moment Yeah, for, why. Oh, for you know breaking, why. yes, for breaking their terms of service by basically offering the ability to circumvent the, uh, app store payment system by just paying for their V bucks within the application. Yeah. And what was cool that they did too. <laughs> you can you can see so like they just played this so well. I mean, I I, I they've been planning this. Yeah, they've been planning yes. this for months. Yeah, this so, is yeah. quite the assault. It, it was is incredible. So not only did they allow players to purchase V Bucks through the app instead of the app store, but they also dropped the price by twenty percent. Yeah, which was a specific nod That's to the funny. fact that they would rather get less money directly from the customer in the game than have to give a 30% premium to the app store. Yeah, no, this is definitely political. Yeah, not only did they just turn it on, but they gave them a discount to do it that way anyway. It's awesome. No, no, (laughs) points are being made, shots are being fired. Like, no question, this is definitely mucking it up. And and just to remind listeners that may not be as, you know, familiar with or remember this, Fortnite is a multi-billion dollar business. I mean... What what I don't have it right in front of me, but what was what did uh, Epic report? Was there like earnings based on Fortnite just recently? I swear we talked about we talked about PUBG Mobile, and that was three billion. And that's not even that's not that's not not even the biggest game in the world. No, not even even close. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, Anyways, the point here is that they're not. This isn't child's play. Fortnite is a huge, huge moneymaker for Epic and for Apple and for Google, I'm sure, yeah. um, based on all of this. So they're they're playing with very big guns uh, in the gaming industry and dollars that go to pockets. So. It, it, they are, and they are. They have a history of doing this. Tim Sweeney, yeah. the CEO, has, has already challenged the original App Store on the PC, uh, which is Steam. So they they immediately because Steam also charges thirty percent. This is a fairly standard thing across the board that that these app stores. That's the do. question we should be asking. That, Not that Apple, is the you're question. too big. It's how did you guys all decide that thirty percent was the the margin for your your marketplaces? That sounds, <laughs> sounds way that, It happened in a like secret a nice meeting. meeting yeah, exactly. The, below <laughs> the ground. It, it probably happened in the same meeting that Google and Apple and. You know, the other, I forget, I swear there's somebody else that was part of this too, but when they got hit for, um, 
uh, what was the collaborating? No, corroborating. I forget. Collusion. There's a more, yeah, including. There it is. Collusionating. Collusionating. Colluding. Colluding with each other to um, stop poaching each other's employees and to basically set a ceiling on what they would pay developers. And this was when, oh. like developer pay was escalating. They got hammered for that. Yeah. And and I see thirty percent in all of these online stores, and I think, huh. Is, yeah, is that actually what the market would bear? Or did somebody just say, you know what? We should not fight each other here because we can all make a lot more money if we don't. Yeah. And then the 1984 Fortnite video that they dropped. That was great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Coming after. I mean, so those of y'all that may not be old enough to remember uh, the original version of this. And I did a little bit of reading on it this morning. Apparently, the ad agency that presented that to Apple for uh, i can't remember which super bowl it was but it was a long time ago i want to say maybe in the late 80s or something no not the late 80s gosh it was i don't remember when it was uh but maybe it was anyway the ad agency <laughs> uh put it together showed it to apple apple was like nah so they told them to go sell the uh the super bowl spot they couldn't find a, a buyer for the million dollar spot so they ran it anyway and then it became one of the top 30 ads ever like as ranked by ad agencies. And right. Whatnot. That's awesome. Yeah. And then Epic turns around and trolls them with their own thing, right? Because what Apple was trying to do is say, you know, that ad was against IBM, right? And they were trying yep. to show just like these drones of, of IBMers, right? And, and uh, this woman comes in and throws a hammer at the screen to try to break their attention. And then it pitches the, the launch of the Macintosh. They did it to a T, and they had like the talking head was like a, a fruit or something up there yep, on the TV. It was. It, and the woman was. comes in with like the, the unicorn hammer and throws it at the TV. Like just <laughs> so perfect. And I mean, you're getting this flip where Apple is being presented as what they used to fight. Right. Yeah. And this is right after them sitting in front of Congress. And whether or not young people really understand what's happening there, all they see is Tim Cook having to answer to the government around uh, all sorts of things, right? Whew, it's an interesting this, time. This timing is this timing is huge, and you know the the way I saw this framed actually from uh, I think it was maybe the Wall Street Journal or, or Business Insider, one of the two last night. Got a notification on my phone was Apple on Thursday removed the popular uh, the popular game Fortnite from its app store. And in doing so fell right into it, the trap set by Fortnite maker yep. Epic games. And that's right. an interesting thing because it's something I think people need to understand here is that this wasn't just someone broke a rule and now they're removed from the app store. They did this on purpose in yep. order to show evidence in a court case that they already probably had five different drafts <laughs> of, depending on how Apple responded. Sure. I mean, they have been planning this for months, and it's just a, a very, very interesting thing as as Tim Sweeney seems to take on the entire digital distribution sphere sure. uh, as they push. But there's there's more to it than that, and this was something that yeah. I brought up with Tyler, which is I think everyone will probably look at this at face value and say, yeah, go, go epic. But then at the same time, it's like they lowered their price now in order to make this whole thing happen. But if you went and looked at Fortnite prices across all of the different platforms that it is on, and by the way, it's on every one of them. It, even the ones where they take a lower percentage or they take no percentage, such as their own app store, Epic's own app store, they've always held the same price. So even in situations where they weren't getting 30%, 
taken away from them, the cost of the goods was the same. Sure. And so and, and it, this it wasn't we were talking about that, that. passed on. Yeah, go ahead. No, but but there's the so there's something to be said about you know you you sell goods at whatever price the market will bear, right? So sure. I, I definitely think that that's a thread that that has to be pulled, and I think that's mm-hmm. kind of the point you're making, right? Is that even though they weren't paying this fee to Apple in their own store, they were still charging the same price for V bucks uh, in the game through their own store, right? Um, but but I also think it's. It's interesting and a little unfortunate that it took a game so popular as Fortnite and a company as willing to go fight the Apples and Googles, literally, of the world over this to even to get this to bubble up higher, right? So you've got, you've got, U.S. Congress saying, hey, you know, do we have a problem with the App Store? Of course, Tim Cook, Apple saying, no, look at this, you know, look at these things. You know, we've always held it at 30%. We haven't raised it over the years. I would argue that if you're not raising or lowering your prices ever, then that just makes it arbitrary. That's weird. Again, back to why does everyone have the same percentage? Um, but it, it took Epic and Fortnite, which is huge, to even play this game. Sure. The little guys... They don't have a chance. It's thirty percent, and you're done. Like that's yeah. it. If if this is, if it's too high of a margin for you to make money on it, too bad. Raise your yeah. price. We'll take- don't be competitive in that game market. Like this is only a marketplace where where monsters can play. Yeah, take our buddies at V Spatial. Do you think they would be able to do this? Well, right. yeah, yeah, no way. Ep- um, and so, well, well, so but, hold, but on, hold on, is, before before you go to that civil- point, okay. I want to I want to point out something that it flies directly in the face of what Tyler just said, and I and I don't have a lot of evidence on this. I just you know I'm perusing Twitter and and I saw three or four you know a handful of of people who are apparently game developers, and they primarily seem this is just face value seem to develop for Apple's platform, and they are I don't know who they are, which tells me they are very small. And they they're, they're sitting there defending. They're not known by V Russ. <laughs> I just V-Russ. this is like one of the three things that I do. So if I've never yeah, heard of yeah, it, no, you I know. And so yeah. it's like they're defending Apple and they're saying, please don't take this away. Do you understand that this goes directly into the tools that we need in order to develop for the iPhone? Now, Epic doesn't need that with with absolute certainty. But yeah. some of these smaller developers saying sure. that they use all of these different, and I don't know what the tools are. This is one, one guy listed them, um, but like there are a bunch of tools that apparently Apple provides to developers who need those tools to develop applications, in particular games, which are a higher development cost more often than not, to be able to develop and distribute on the platform. Yeah. And I would so, say that on, while bro. that's while don't, that's an interesting point, yeah, if if don't tell me Apple they need thirty percent. If Apple dropped yeah. it to twenty percent, do they suddenly not have the infrastructure to provide those yeah. tools? And that's that's the point. And we, yeah. Russ and I, did have this conversation uh, probably at length, uh, inappropriately ahead of the podcast. But um, I, I would say you. the counterpoint to your counterpoint there is that if if the developer tools are drawing developers, that's an argument for a market dynamic that makes pricing on you know storefronts a competitive practice then how did we get to 30% everywhere? Does it cost the same amount or less or more to develop against Google's ecosystem? And if it does, is it because Google is also pumping back into those tools and are they using the 30%? Are they using all of the 30% for that? How much is overhead? How much is added? And how did we hit 30% everywhere and it doesn't change over two decades? 
And arguably a game like uh, Fortnite is going to bring in loads more cash, right? Maybe they can strike a better deal. I don't know, right? Well, so but and you, that's you have a solid point, about too. Russ, I'm not going to say yeah. Russ, I'm not going to say your point is is invalid at all because <laughs> I get it, right? They do have to pay for that. It's not oh, my point. It's a developer's it's, point. And so no, what no, no, I'm no, no. what point that you bring up? It's an astroturf on the internet. Yeah. Well, so here, I don't know who it is or whether if 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 Apple. It, it, so let's go to, back to your point about, well, shouldn't they be able to strike a better deal? You know, if they're big, they're bringing in all this money. Cool. That just gives more power to the larger developers yeah. and less to coming. the smaller ones. It, yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah. No, no, well, no. Yeah. Arguably, there should be a cap, right? And maybe I think, it's not. Well, I think here's the thing. I think the issue is, is from Tyler's perspective, right? He keeps talking about the arbitrary nature of it. Well, a, a lot of this stuff is arbitrary, and so you're going to have an arbitrary value with an arbitrary argument going against it from both scenarios. And it's going to be, where do you find the validity in either way that is, you know, heavier than well, one or the other? And, and Honestly, here's, here's man, my issue, yeah. though, is like the arbitrary side, whether it's coming from Apple or it's coming from the developers that are getting into it. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. I think every good and service has an arbitrary price point. Usually it's based on actual costs to produce it and then some amount of margin that they think they can take away with. That goes back to what will the market bear? But it is curious and concerning that everyone decided that the cost of operating their marketplace and the margin they were willing to take hits 30% across 30%, the board. Yeah. Why is it always 30%? What, is, what do the Apple developers have to do to help support Fortnite that, that costs that much out of Pro- Fortnite's Probably nothing for Fortnite, right? It's, it's so not. If Fortnite I just walked into the room, that. if I walked into the room and knew nothing about this, and found out that okay, if I if I made an app, and sure, maybe I have to pay Apple to get in the door to post it. Even that is kind of silly a little bit, you know, because it should just be I do APIs have to, to know if it approves. It, it should land there, and then I find out that like my customers want to pay me through my game, whatever that is. Because the things that I work on and develop and create and ideate, mm-hmm. and Apple takes a thirty percent cut. I mean, yeah. my initial reaction would be no. hell no, just greed. like zero, zero percent right. cut on that. Like well, I then, developed well, then, this. Well, then don't Apple do did it. nothing. Don't distribute on a one point five billion devices. <laughs> right? See, but this is where we get back to no, how and why thirty percent. Every problem that is a good competitive offering. The but problem the is thirty percent. The problem is no competition on the platform for yeah. other people to distribute at a lower percentage. Because sure. here's yeah. and this is yeah. the example I literally just gave Tyler. Steam charges thirty percent, right? They this is they've done this since two thousand four. This is the Steam thing charges thirty percent for what for money thirty percent through the game. Tra- yes, you take thirty percent cut from. Oh, they do it too. Steam. Absolutely, they for, started for the cost of the game or the cost of in-game purchases or both. Uh, I don't know about in-game purchases. I'd assume wow. anything that goes through the payment system of Steam yeah, gets charged right. percentage. Well, I will sure. tell you that whenever I sell a Counter-Strike skin, I think they take 8% or something like that. Brandon would know better. Jeez. I can find that out. This is but almost they, as bad as like the like SeatGeek and stuff. <laughs> well, and, and so here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the reason why Steam, in my opinion, is less of a problem. And maybe even why Google, to some extent, is less of a problem. But they're tied up in this, too. Is because you can go to the the Epic Game Store and buy your games there on, yeah. on Windows. There's nothing that stops right. you from doing that, and they only take a twelve yeah. percent cut. The but marketplace isn't the only marketplace on the platform. Correct. And here's my here was my example to Tyler. There was a game. It was last week that was on sale for like five or six dollars on Origin, which is EA's game store. It, it cost thirty dollars on Steam. I bought it on Steam. 
So there is a intrinsic value to the platform. The platform matters for one. Like for instance, we just had streaming wars. You had the biggest streamers in the world go to Mixer, which ended up shuttering, and they were, and they were getting a thousand viewers on average. Well, Shroud just went back on Twitch from Mixer. He had five hundred thousand viewers yesterday. The platform okay. matters, and sure. the, yeah. the owners of those platforms recognize that, and they will charge appropriately. The difference is, is that Twitch has a competitor somewhere, YouTube, right? That's where Doc is at now. The issue with Apple is that they don't have another option. That's where this is a problem, yeah. in my opinion. That's what needs to be addressed here. The 30%, because it's arbitrary, it, it can be arbitrary because no one is there to force it any other direction, and Apple has all this power. And that's where I think Epic has, I think they have a strong case, in yeah. my opinion. And, and I, this is coming from someone who knows nothing about law. And to that point about the case, they're filing an antitrust suit. I don't know if we already talked about that in all of this madness. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't think we even mentioned it. Yeah, they're filing a suit against Apple. Um, they're not even seeking damages. They're just saying Apple is a monopoly. We need, you know, we need an injunct we need injunctive relief to allow fair competition, which is what yep. we're talking about right here, right? Exactly. Yeah. Fair competition. 100%. Yeah, and, and and I get back to this. I this is my biggest rag on Apple in general, right? Is and and Russ, you kind of said it. It's like on Windows, you've got Steam, you've got Epic, you choose Steam because it brings value to the table. Well, on Google, I can I can sideload alternative marketplaces. Do I? No. The Play Store is by far the cleanest safest, easiest place to get stuff, right? Yep. I use Play Store, but I have used alternative marketplaces in the past, right? Yeah, I used Amazon. Not an option on, on Apple unless you jailbreak, which I totally did back in the day when I had that. One of the reasons that I jailbroke my phone was to have the city of App Store so that I could get features and applications that Apple had arbitrarily, in my opinion, not allowed into their platform. That got old real fast. So I, I don't do that anymore. I just abandoned the I abandoned the broken platform and went to one that had the features that I wanted. But um, this is this is a good argument to say. Look, I I don't think personally I don't think you go to Apple in this case and you break them up, right? I think that comes up a lot, especially in yeah, I don't think. U.S. congressional hearings. I I don't think it's the right answer because I think especially in the tech space, horizontal and vertical integration brings a lot of value to customers, but should they be able to set these prices and wall off the entire garden the way that they're set up? I don't know, but I think that's the crux of the argument here. And and perhaps the answer is just, we're going to fix this by saying you can't stop someone from loading a store and charging what they want on it. If they want to go through your store and your payment processing, we're not going to stop you from taking 30% from every V-Buck transaction in Fortnite. But we're also not going to allow you to not allow other marketplaces to exist on your platform anymore. Maybe that is a fair answer. Will it well, I think change the, one thing the world that helps for Apple? There is that Apple could raise the price there too. If they if they, if they could, they could raise the price only on the the App Store, and that's something that, like for instance, you know, they could <laughs> do on Android. I don't think that they I don't think that they do that. But here's a problem. Um, well, that's no different than my Steam example. The price was higher on Steam than it was on. Uh, epic yeah no, no. And, 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 and there I, you go then yeah. customers have choice and the market customers is determining whether or not that is a price the market will bear and, it, yes, and so, that's what it all gets back to is that if as long as it's fair competition then none of this matters you will pay what you pay and let's so, so let's talk about the fair just competition up. Side. Go ahead. okay before we get to that can i say one thing mm-hmm. so I, I wanted to go look up what the uh so what the speech was in that 1984 commercial where mm-hmm. um, that the the heroine Anya Major runs in with her sledgehammer 
um, <laughs> the Apple commercial version. So the, the man's face on the screen, uh, David Graham, apparently, he says, and, and it's so hard for me to read this and not think, wow, this is exactly what Apple's doing in this example. <laughs> That's right? awesome. But he says in the commercial, it says, uh, this is the last half of the speech right before she breaks it, it says, our unification of thoughts is more powerful a weapon than any fleet or army on earth. We are one people with one will, one resolve, one cause, right? And then I think of every time Tyler says, you know, the walled gardens, right? And then he says, our enemies shall talk themselves to death and we will bury them with their own confusion. We shall prevail, right? <laughs> and then, then that's when uh, she smashes it. And I just think, man, you know, and then Fortnite's bringing this suit against Apple because they're, yeah, anyway. So yeah, it's, it's one of those things. It's, it's the, I think the ad, I there's two adages that I think here that I think are just great, right? And that's the absolute power corrupts, absolutely. It's as good as you want them to be and as good as you think this is and as good as you think the service is, the longer it's in place making some of these decisions holistically as this monster, they will start to make mistakes that they don't even realize they're making. And then the other one is back to like this being turned around on them, that ad being thrown right in their face. It's you you die the hero or live long enough to become the villain kind of stuff, right? No one fruit should have all that power. Yeah, yeah, and that's the (laughs) front (laughs) three. All right, let's get to what uh, let's. Russ, you were going to say something. So I I want to shift the. It's the same conversation, but I don't want to shift it to Google um, because they are also being sued, and I don't think people realize that. But they're being sued for slightly a different reason. They did the exact same thing. You know, they they broke Google's rule, which is the same. It's it's a little bit more loose. Um, In fact, Google actually only applies the rule to games because games have more whales and then people spend more money on games. But they they did kick them off uh, the store as well. And in their in their response is we have other ways with which they can distribute their game, which is actually how Epic originally distributed the game uh, on Android was they allowed them to sideload and do all these things they didn't put on the Play Store. But after about a year, Epic said, you know what, we need to put this on the Play Store because right. we're not getting as much money as we could. Yeah. So the, the, the argument against them is a little different. The argument is, yes, they allow a different store or they allow a different way we can sideload our app. But they are... <clears throat> they encourage people to avoid doing that, meaning they throw up all these warning signs about security and uh, like how this is dangerous. And, and I'm not saying they're not warranted because I was going to say like, <laughs> just like on Windows, like being able to install anything puts too much, you know, the power inside of the user's hands. And now all of a sudden, that's where everything you know, breaks. <laughs> you, you can have a problem, right? But nonetheless, they throw all these warnings. So their argument against uh, Google is more about the way that the process is for sideloading stuff and how it will scare the average user. And on top of that, apparently, and I don't know the the full details of this, but Epic, what's different is, is that Epic in their suit against Google is claiming that Google forced phone manufacturer OnePlus to break off a deal that would have seen a special Fortnite launcher pre-installed on the OnePlus phones and Mm. demanded that another Android phone maker lg abandon any plans to do the same yeah see stuff like that that's not cool this is exactly what microsoft got hammered for over and over again over the last three decades is that stuff like that is inherently anti-competitive there's there's no reason other than you know it's a threat to your marketplace to say that another entity with another phone that has the capability to build in whatever bloatware they want can't use that bloatware. Yep. 
because I, a lot I of people would argue that an Epic Store what, built right off Apple the ground. Apple. Yeah, um, well, yeah, I mean, that's pretty aggressive. Yeah. Speaking as obviously a Android and just Google user in general. Sure. No. All that stuff. Well, and that's uh, why I, 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 I think there are lots of good arguments um, in this on, on both sides for certain things, but I also think on average, things are broken. Something is wrong. So, something about the way this ecosystem is functioning right now is not natural market dynamics. There, there are things at play that the very powerful owners of these markets have done to keep things just the way they are, happy green money trees. And, yep. and there's that lack of natural competition that drives prices up and down. It, that's broken. It, yeah, it yeah. shouldn't work that way. So I'm, I'm happy that these things are happening. It's interesting that, that developers like Epic in particular are also feeding this fire. Um, obviously, from their perspective, it's, it's the same problem, right? It is, it is I want more money. Um, and Russ, I, I can't remember if we already said this, but it's unfortunate that Epic as a monster is the only way that a developer community gets to even play in this fight. Those little guys, they're looking. They're just like, "Don't take my tools! Like, I don't yeah. make Apple punish me." In this case, right? Yeah. But they literally, like, the best voice they have is Twitter and and a podcast, right? Like, sure. that's that's unfortunate too. So here's the question: well, In the only, the only other time, really, in the history here where Apple bent, it seemed like, uh, was to Amazon um, a little earlier this year in April. Which they didn't want anyone to know. Yeah, yeah. But it was very clear that Amazon got a deal because Amazon had leverage because Amazon is Amazon, right? Mm -hmm. So that's the thing, anyway. though. And that's the question. Do What do we think? And maybe this can close this. Do we think that this is going to lead to a change for all? Or do we think this is going to lead to a change for Epic? Well, or nothing? Or nothing if it happens? changes just for Epic, that's that's terrible. That's yeah, terrible. that would be really terrible. But I, but I also think... It needs to be across the board. The answer is probably more nefarious than that. It, it depends on which one's going to cost Apple and Google more. Honestly, if they'll look at this and they'll say, mm, not changing 30%, I guess we'll just adjust for Epic. If they think they can get away with it and it results in more money, that's what they'll do. And if and, it blows up in their face, then they'll adjust. And it's going to be tough because Android is the largest platform on the planet by far. And, Google, and Apple is the most like high paying platform mm -hmm. on the planet right. by far. So what do you do? You yeah. know, right. it's tough. It makes me wonder, I'd like to hear perceptions from like today's teenagers. I realized I don't know any teenagers today. Um, <laughs> Give it a few and, more uh, years. I, I was going to say, you're, you're not far off. <laughs> you're not, like, you're um, but I, you know, I don't know. I, like a 15 year old that was playing. I mean, do you Looking care? The, do you know? Or yeah. Even do aware? <laughs> well, what I what I'm super curious about is their perception of Apple's decision, right? And now, you know, if you look into the details too, if they've already downloaded the game on the device, then it'll mm -hmm. still work. It actually right? won't. What they're doing is it won't. It'll it work won't? until it'll work until you can up until they get an update and oh, once until the next updates, update. Yeah, that's, that's oh, the big that's thing. right, that's right. Because because yeah. uh, Fortnite was out there saying, hey, um, you need to rally around this. Because you're not going to be able to play the next season. You can't play yeah. the next season. Yeah. Well, and amazing. let me guess: if you bought it on the App Store and, and Apple's App Store, you can't play it anywhere else. This goes back to what we were talking about on Wednesday. Well, 
Uh, well, hold on. No, no I think can, stuff's transferred. I, 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 I was yeah. just asking. That's right. It's free yeah. to download. Fortnite's free to download anywhere. Do you get to keep your skins? Can you move your guns and stuff like that between? Yeah, all that, stuff, all that stuff is cross-platform. That's great. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Never mind. That's I take good. it That's back. Good. Yeah, Fortnite. Then, then perfect. Okay. This is why they can fight this fight. Awesome. All right. So we are now 30 minutes into that topic. Do y'all want to switch <laughs> topics to anything else or do you want to just end it there? Oh man, I feel like you can't have a whole episode on games, can you? I mean, we can't. Yeah. All right, awesome, we could, let's touch on a few I other can. things. And I don't know I, if I, I, I don't know if I finished that thought though about the the teenage perspective though. Like, what I was trying to get at there is what is is there a changing tide on a perspective of Apple, Ooh. right? And who they used to be and who they used to represent versus who they are now. And how, like, what what their perception is moving towards? So, I think for that, that's an it's a really interesting question. I don't think that the average fifteen year old, or even you know, the, the, I just don't think they know Apple as anything but a massive company. So, I don't yeah. think they see the hypocrisy, and so because they don't see okay. it, they probably don't care. Like they're right. having to Google what that nineteen eighty four thing means. Yeah, that- you know what I mean. And to, yeah, but and I don't I, know. I you gotta, up, you gotta, that ad did come out at the beginning of 1984, end of 1983, beginning of 1984. So, which that's awesome. You know, should be obvious. But well, I mean, I even know. that, like, my parents don't know what that 1984 commercial means. No, of course. Yeah, a lot of people don't. Oh, really? No, they okay. don't. My, my dad, my dad didn't know anything about Apple in any way, shape, or form until he got his first iPhone like two years ago. It's just, it's mm. just not. It, it's more a part of our world, I think, than it is. I think, I think it's about you know having been a part of this world for a longer time to where some of these things are doing means yeah. more. I, I, just my personal yeah. opinion. I could be completely sure. wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think there's more, um, I don't know, nostalgia and emotion in it for, for us. And I, I don't mean to take away someone else's, you know, ability to feel when it comes to technology and, and, the, and the years of change. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, I don't want to discount somebody else's opinion. I could be totally wrong, but I having being in a generation that went from not having a smartphone to Apple creating an ecosystem on top mm-hmm. of, you know, what, what like the world functions on today when it comes to mobile. Um, it, even, even for somebody that rags on Apple a lot, I have tremendous appreciation for, where we are because of them, right? Steve Jobs then, is the greatest salesperson to ever live, in my opinion. Sure, There's a lot of things they've done well in the in the. Yeah, story. he he certainly had some amazing skills because he he managed to pull off quite a few pretty incredible uh, industry shifts. So that's that'd be a great conversation for another day. But um, but then Google too, right? Like I remember when Google first started and just like the excitement around it and the, the color and the do no evil sort of mantra. And then as they yeah, have become an absolute monolith, just buying up and crushing and doing this and doing that, like I, I wouldn't be surprised if someone born 15 years after me looks at that and says, well, Google's, Google's just another megacorp that you know, everyone hates, right? Like <laughs> right. They, they, I, I, Microsoft was that when we were growing up, the jokes were always like Microsoft and, you know, the money sign for the S and, and just, yeah, it I was still always it. like just extreme corporate greed, right? <laughs> but Microsoft, their image has completely flipped around for someone like me that has kind of watched this over my, my lifetime. Microsoft so what, creating at, phones that are useless. Yeah, sure. I just, hey, actually, I, I read they, a little bit more about that. I, I have comments on that one. But they're a company Microsoft that is less evil. Google is more evil. Yeah. Well, right. in, in But Wait, somehow. You guys just talked over each other. What? Yeah, sorry. I didn't hear either one. I'm just pointing out that 
Microsoft was a company that was they were trending towards irrelevancy. Mm. And then and then they emerged as a just a, a much healthier, positive image type of company from 100%. what they were. And mm. and so, you know, 15 years from now, Google and Apple, if let's just pretend I think Google's definitely in a trend right now that is probably mostly negative, especially after the hearings. Mm. Uh, and maybe they also pull off a Microsoft. Uh, you know, maybe, yeah, maybe this is the start of Apple dealing. I feel like Apple's dealing with literally just one particular issue at this moment. They can solve it and then they'll continue forward and everyone will still love them personally. Maybe. Um, but uh, who knows? But I, I've, you know, I think Microsoft is a perfect point because they're kind of the blueprint for a lot of these antitrust things. Yeah. <laughs> that are going on in the digital world. Uh, it's also, they're, they're sort of also a blueprint for what, what you need to do to not be caught up in those things. For instance, <laughs> like they, they have a Microsoft store that you can buy all these games on, but they don't bar Steam from being sure. on Windows, you know? So yeah. it's just, Microsoft is definitely interesting as it relates to oh, both yeah. sides of like having been there before and what you can do after. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think, yeah. I mean, like Apple, I feel like went through something like that. They were obviously less, way less relevant before the mobile marketplace exploded because of them. But I, I, I vaguely remember when it was kind of like, why would I get a Mac right now? And iPhones didn't exist and the iPod hadn't, or iPod had not been released yet. That really was, and I, if I'm not mistaken, that's when Steve Jobs got back into the mix, right? It's like Apple is just kind of becoming irrelevant and they weren't killing it. And then, he got reinvolved. The iPod came out, and then they just hockey sticked from there, right? Yeah. So iPod uh, was the catalyst. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because it it was. I mean, there was just there was a lot. Like, so Apple did really good things, but I think it did take that kind of reinvention point. I think Google started as this little golden child, one of those glorious little startups, and then it became so big. Now it's in the news more often as doing something inappropriate that hurts end users, right? Or or privacy concerns, or, or buying a, a mixed reality company from Canada and then shelving it immediately, that kind of stuff, right? Or you, killing you apps, like every You can't week. afford to be in the news <laughs> constantly for messing things up. You, you got to have the good, and, and I don't think they're getting enough good right now, so they're going to have to re, re-image if they're not careful. Okay. Do y'all want to talk about... Um, I mean, yay or nay on this, but uh, we have a request from a listener, Curtis Bunker. He wanted to talk about the 3D printed gun. Do y'all want to get into that? Or you want to end the episode here and maybe pick that up on Monday? What y'all uh, ooh, yeah, that might, I think that one might, A, require a little more research from me because I want to look into it and see where things really are. And, and B, it's funny, I was talking on Twitter, somebody asked if I was living under a rock. Yeah, um, I saw that. Because I, I just said like, gosh, I have not been following that news at all, which I hey, totally appropriate. Honestly, I haven't heard anything about 3D It hasn't been in the news. In like four years. Yeah. And Unless you're actively seeking that out. Yeah. yeah it's not, it, it, was, it has nothing to do with living under a rock. Well, and uh, and, and it will, in. And I'm engaged in the 3D printing community. I, I follow right. these there all the time, but it's usually about new materials, new processes, new 3D printers, you know, volumetric stuff, really cool. Just all there's all kinds of cool stuff happening in that yeah. industry. But the 3D printing gun side of things, like it was real hot four or five years ago, if I if I have my timeline right in the back of my head. Yeah. And I literally haven't heard anything about it until we saw that tweet yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I anyways, me, I think I think we should show that Monday. one. But yeah, I think okay. I have two things to kind of bring up and maybe we can close it on them. Um, they're both one. We always have to talk about some form of information leak of some kind. <laughs> yeah, okay. absolutely. Um, 
The Navy IT chief charged with sharing classified information oh. with a Russian national. What? Oh, come on. With the yep. Russians? Uh, it's a bad look, for sure. <sighs> it's a very and, bad look. And shows just, you know, no matter how good your security is, because I'm going to make an the assumption people, that the Navy is fairly good, a bad actor <laughs> can, yeah. can ruin all of it. And this is about the worst kind of actor you could possibly have and begs the question, or maybe not, because I always use that in, in the worst possible way. <laughs> like, why, 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 you know, why is, why is someone in our military doing something like that? That's just insane to me. We've had a few and, of those this year too, from officials and, and unfortunately other folks in politics uh, just, either bragging or talking about stuff that exposes capabilities, which is protected information for good reason, right? It's it, people are like civs and they are bad for secure data. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's a tough one. It says that, you know, he, he sent this information in uh, to the Russian national with reason to believe the information could be used to injure the United States oh, or God. benefit a foreign nation. I mean, that's it's ridiculous. The, that's the statement. You know, on the other side of this, though, we have something. I don't know if this is positive or not, but kind of back to Google, <laughs> and this is related to China. So, a lot of people, you know, Google and Facebook are like the two companies in the world where people are like, they have my data and they will do nothing but bad things with it. Yeah. Um, that's just sort of the yeah. assumption that people have because they assume that other people having your data is just always inherently bad. Well, when it comes to China, obviously their government can request data from and does often from any entity, and they they do often. Yeah, I don't think it's it a can. I think it, China. It, it does. Yes, does <laughs> all the time. And so, with all of the stuff going on with Hong Kong recently and the new national security law, which I don't know if everyone's familiar with, but basically makes Hong Kong operate the same as any other city in China, which for the last forty years they actually have not had to do. <sighs> that which independent dude, yeah. I don't even want to call it a national security law. Well, that's what they right. call it. <laughs> I know. The, yeah. National anti-personal even... security law. All right. Yeah. It's, it's more of a give can give China or give Beijing control law is is what it yeah. really is. Mm-hmm. Um, Google has out outright um, stated apparently that they are going to reject all direct data requests from Hong Kong government. And treat it the same as China. So I think that to maybe maybe in this it's on a good sad side news, of game, but it's good news. You know, Google has not been giving information to China this whole time. And, the, and, yeah, and Hong yeah, Kong yeah. is now going to fall into the right. same vein as the rest of, you know, Beijing controlled territory. And territories. so that is sad. Hong Kong being treated just like China is sad, in my opinion. But I agree. Google saying screw you because you're now a risk because of China is a good thing. So I, that's that's mixed, mixed yeah, bag but for me. But. I mean, they're protecting the the, the citizens, Right? Yes. They're, no, they're I know that's what I'm saying. It's a good thing. data requests. Okay. I, no, I, I got you. That is the good part. The sad yeah, yeah, part is it. that we have to treat Hong Kong like China because that is a huge sea change in how Hong Kong has operated for my entire life, and and I don't I don't see that as a good thing. I think. Yeah. Uh, so let's not let's not get it twisted. No. Yeah. Google provides data to people yeah. when they request it if they believe there is a necessary reason for them to do so, and if sure. Hong Kong tre- previously had requested data on someone for some reason that Google deemed worthy, they would have given it to them. Sure. China, in there's a, no way, shape, or form they're giving data to China because China will request it 
without without reason. They don't have to give one. And I think yeah. that's the big thing here is that they probably would have given it to Hong Kong's government before had they had a good reason, just like they sure. would give it to our government if our yeah. government asked it, you know, and, and there was a good reason. Uh, those are, those are, you know, so let's not, let's not say that Google's, you know, just a, a, a white knight and isn't sharing no. information. Like they're going to share information, but they're sure. not going to do it with China because China could just do it for any reason they, they deem necessary. All right. Well, I'm going to pull us to something that's legit happy because I want to end on a high note. And there well, is then, if a you're lot that, of, let me, let me mention the death of uh, the inventor of the pixel. Oh, for, oh uh, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, yeah that, that is sad. That uh, he was in his ninety. Well, he's ninety-one. I mean, yeah. I don't want to. So I, I mean, mean, that's good. It's still yeah. it still feels young, but but at least recognizing the name, right? Yeah, Russell A. No, Kirsch. Russell, thank Akers. you, yeah. thank you for your contributions. Absolutely, there, there it is. Born no, in nineteen twenty-nine, computer wow, scientist. Wow, nineteen twenty-nine, and. Yep shaping technology today i love it that's that's actually really cool no, that's a good shout out that's sad but i'm happy to hear that he wasn't in his 40s or something because those are always more sad to me um yeah good on good on that all right so actual high note there's a lot of rumor mill stuff going on right now because of a job posting spacex put up which is looking for a resort planner for brownsville what? so the, the speculation, and I don't think SpaceX has responded to this yet, or if they did, I just missed it. Um, the the speculation is that, that SpaceX is going to make a launch resort in Brownsville. Like Which, a space museum. If y'all don't know where Brownsville is, it's the very, very, <laughs> very, very southern yeah. tip of Texas, where it it's meets hot. Mexico at it, the, literally the Gulf hot. of uh, yeah, the Gulf of Mexico, right? Yeah, and and Brownsville is a pretty funny place for any kind of resort, but I, I am I'm calling this a high note because... I love the idea of a space-themed resort, and I think SpaceX could make that so freaking cool. Like I'm all over it. High fives all around. There was uh, so we do high-performance computing stuff in, in my day job, and there was an alert that popped up on one of my peers' radars uh, that um, SpaceX. Sorry, I just blanked on that for a second. I was thinking Tesla. Um, no, maybe it was Tesla. Now, now I'm totally I've confused myself. But I, maybe it was Tesla. They had posted <laughs> also a job part of his day job. For, yeah, for not my day job. You yeah, know. yeah, confusing yourself. Uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to delete this whole section. But anyway, this is totally irrelevant. I'm yeah, I'm just going to delete this. But anyway, just so y'all know, the two of you, before I delete it, that uh, they had posted a job opportunity about high performance computing for Tesla in Texas, uh, down in that same area. So I think Ooh. Austin actually. So not cool. in the same area. Austin, I totally yeah. confused everything there. I'm going to delete good. that. It's totally clean. Don't worry about it. <laughs> nah, it was good for a laugh. We'll, we'll uh, fix it in post. Fix it in post. Fix it in post. Well, that's it. Cool. I got nothing else. You guys Resort ready to cut, Brownsville, cut it up? Huh? I, I know, right? Like, I'm really interested to see what happens. But I, what? how cool would it be to have a modern uh, Well, are we modern going? space? Hey, I'm going. Uh, sure, yeah. Uh, the city it. population is 175,000 people. We'll do a show from Brownsville. Hell Brown, yeah. Brownsville, yeah. So I was on a walk with my wife the other day and I said, Hey, um, when we're like in our mid eighties, would you go to the moon with me? She's like, No. <laughs> Come on. I'll go wanna... I'll go to the moon with you, Bewley. Thank you. I was like, I just like I wanna go I mean I, I wanna see it. I just wanna see Earth from the moon. And I'm sure by the time like you can do that in VR, bro. Fifty no. years from now. No, oh gosh, that. that was another thing. Did you see so there's a uh, there's a company in Tokyo called First Airlines. 
that has created, they have like a fake plane. You can go sit in the plane, you put on VR and you take a flight to Italy. Right. What? And so you experience the whole thing going over there and going through all that. Yeah, it's weird. I do not it's want to weird artificially experience. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. That's, that's awful. That's <laughs> awful. just not something I want to do. It's go like it up and pretty soon the, the next VR experience is going to be like sewage clean out. Like, no, I don't I don't need that in my life ever. Well, there, there's there's games that pop up all the time. And I think there's one in the Oculus store that simulates work. Right, it's like Ugh. you know, you know what I'm talking about. It's like work day you something. I don't know about work. I think I saw the title. Work I don't. Yeah. It's like job simulator. That's it. It's one yeah. of those popular oh. apps too. I think. What are you talking oh, about? Why would you do that? That's, that's that. why I'm. That's why I'm like playing Beat Saber so I can get away from job simulator. Right? <laughs> no, my uh, life is yeah. a job simulator. I don't need <laughs> VR for that. All right, we should shut this down. Yeah, on that note, uh, that brings another Tech Breakfast podcast to a close. This is a long one, but we had fun. We hope everybody listening also enjoyed it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. If you got content we missed or you'd like to join us on the show, please hit us up. Let us know. And uh, peace. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Later. Bye-bye.